And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian and here to talk with me about a pretty disappointing defeat, I would say, and that's probably underselling the level of disappointment that emerged after our 2-1 disastrous loss at York City on Saturday. Mr Ben Barrett, who was live on BBC Somerset. I was, yeah, definitely, checked and everything. And Mr David Coates was live in the LNER York City community stadium something or other lner community stadium if you don't mind okay Uh, but i did not see a train anywhere nearby in fact the trains were a very long way away (laughs) as ben will testify i can testify i can testify twice both getting to and from the train station was what can only be described as a ball lake Mm. well (sighs) i I think I had to park just outside Ian's house to basically uh, walk there. Can, everything else had parking permits outside. Yes, it is. It is not an easy way to get to. There was talk of a shuttle bus. I didn't see a single shuttle bus pre or post match. Not oh. a single one. I had to get on a regular. I had to slum it with the great unwashed on the number nine. Heaven forbid. Did you not show me your BBC pass? No, no. I, I just tried to keep myself to myself quietly, especially post match. <laughs> Um, Number yeah. nine, give Barrett a seat, it'll go home every time. <laughs> uh, we can confirm that Ben is not sporting a black eye. No, nope. he's not. A couple of bags under the eyes, but not uh, <laughs> not a black eye. No. Um, made it out unscathed. There was, there was never any doubt that I would. <laughs> never any doubt. That was, that was never in question. Okay, good. Good. Dave, on the other hand, is looking <laughs> black and blue. Um, oh, I've been I've been rocking. Me and Snake Eyes have been hard at it. I tell you. <laughs> you were be, you were being a bit of a hooligan, Dave, weren't you? In the end. Uh, well, I was raucous, uh, raucous hooligan. I, I mean, I, I could not call. I was, I was trying to think of the word. I could not comment on the raucosity of the away end. But it sounded it sounded all right from where I was anyway. I don't know where what it next like. to it. Yeah, it does that. <laughs> yeah, well, in the middle of it actually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there I mean, was... I didn't have the best view of it, but had the the best <laughs> ear ear of it. Ear of it. Yeah. There was <laughs> there was various paraphernalia, as I can only put it. There was a there was a rubber chicken being thrown around. There was a uh, a stuffed dog, and there was something which was claimed to be a budgie, but it was certainly not a budgie it was it looked like some sort of like giant cactus but it was like um like, like hang, a, hang on like hang on toy. hang on <laughs> anyone who was there would know what i mean cactus. it was not a budgie if only it, if, if of all the things budgie. it was not it was not a budgie so why did you say budgie because that was what it was being referred there's a there's a long story behind this song, which um, a supporter uh, known as Pete Morse uh, sings. 
um, about, I believe it is about a pub that they went to in Ebbsfleet many back in the first season uh, called the um, called the Rose. So we had a Rose as well. Um, but the song goes. Are you keeping? Thing. Are you keeping tabs, kids? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyone who's been to in in away end with Pete will know exactly what I'm talking about. Or was in the away end on Saturday. But it wasn't a budgie. It was a cactus. I can promise you, it was not a budgie. It was a cactus. It's Did like a read? really, really, really weird episode of The Mass Singer <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you look at the picture I retweeted, which I think originally was put up by Hugh. Um, oh, are you was, looking very serious? Me looking very serious. But if you look down to my right hand side, you will see a man swinging a green thing above his head. Uh, oh, yeah, a budgie. A budgie, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Clearly a budgie, yeah. <laughs> and there was a rubber chicken. Why was there a rubber chicken? Any reason or just because? That's a, yeah, that is a... <laughs> chicken joke. Can we, yeah. can we start off with a chicken joke? <laughs> Always start with a chicken joke. Lead with your best ones, Ben, I yeah. say. Correct, yeah. We do, we're doing that thing again, aren't we? At this point, we have very little choice but to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The topics are poultry. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Um, let's let's get stuck into it. Let's get it over and done with. Do we have to? Uh, I think we probably should. Um, prior to kickoff, we announced a couple of signings, didn't we? Josh, yeah. Allen, son of Gary of yep. Bristol City commentary and former player, and uh, Sir Palmer Holden, and both were thrown into the starting lineup. Um. So on the bench, we had Lawson Diath, Alex Fisher, Jamie Record, Andrew Wallabory, and Chory Johnson, probably our most strongest bench we probably got in, in terms of, of depth. Uh, were you surprised to see those two go straight in, given the relative inexperience and youthfulness of them? Who are you asking that to? Both of you. Oh, rock, pa- rock, paper, scissors for it. You saw it first. I did, I did see it first. Fun fact uh, they were so late in being announced, we didn't know what squad numbers they were wearing. Oh Sam was that, like, That would have really upset you, wouldn't it? I can tell that really upset you. It did. Sam was like, They're both in. I was like, Oh, cool, cool. I'm just going to scribble their names down. They go, But what, what numbers are they, Sam? Don't know yet. I'll see what, they are. See what it says. So th- that's how kind of late things happened. Um, was I surprised to see them brought in? No. No, I wasn't. Um, he's made no secret of the fact he wanted to, to change five or six. And he had players playing out on their feet in, in a couple of games recently. And he needed he needed some fresh legs. And I think he had no choice but to throw in, throw in both the lads. And up front, it was a case of, well, we need to try something, something a bit different. And this is a young lad who's a bit different, not carrying any baggage, needs to be given a... A go. It's it was a bold move, a brave move, maybe. But I, I get the feeling from from what we hear that he's he's feeling like he's at the point where he can only really make slightly more bold and brave decisions. It brings us up to like seven loans, doesn't it? As well now. Eight. So is it eight? Okay. Eight. So but Jack good. Clark is probably uh, yeah. going seven to be missing for a little bit. Yeah, he's he's going to be missing for a little bit, I think. So it's seven of consideration. We'll be using Edwin Agbaji with the two that missed out. Poor Edwin. He's not yeah. done a lot wrong, actually. No. Um, 
but yeah, there was a conversation apparently where he says he sits down all the loanees pre-match and just says, "Look, I've I've got no choice but to use this situation. Two of you will miss out. Three of you will miss out if if and when Jack Clark comes back into the fold. But the way that the games are, you will all be involved very quickly afterwards. So I imagine we'll see. Will lot... be. I guess he might be the exception to the rule. Um, depends if Grant Smith keeps getting booted up in the air. Um, but in terms of the outfielders, there will be rotation of them. I'm I'm convinced of it. Dave, what I mean, was your feeling? What was your view on that starting lineup? And what was the you were obviously mingling with with fellow Glovers? What was the mood amongst them? Well, there was there was a, there was a good mood pre kickoff. Um, a lot of them, a lot <laughs> of them, you were all drunk, weren't you? I was going to say a lot of them were on the beers in uh, in York before um, I got there. I was driving, so therefore I could not be on the beers. Um, but um, yeah, I think probably we thought a similar thing. In as much as nothing else has worked, let's try that. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I quite quickly. I know we're going into the game now, but got the impression that um Palmer Holden is that race surname Palmer mm-hmm. Holden yeah was maybe going to be a little bit out of his depth um I, not because of anything he particularly did but he did seem to get um certainly from the off a bit bullied I thought by what well, I presumably I mean he's 18 years old and he's I think he's had a loan at Cheltenham um Chippenham sorry but um otherwise he will have only played under 23s I imagine so not surprisingly, the York City defence was con- was considerably more experienced than he was. And um, I don't think he did anything wrong particularly, but he didn't really get get in amongst it. Um, early doors, as we say. <laughs> and That's pre- why I was screaming, in amongst early doors! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and pretty early doors, we fell behind. Just a quarter of an hour in. Ben, what was your view of the... Uh... The opener from Ollie Dyson from the press box. You were quite close to that. Were you close to the dugouts? You had to keep you were a bit quiet on commentary. I thought. Yes. Only we just hear you. Yes, we were. Uh, we were quiet. We couldn't. We couldn't say the naughty words for fear someone would turn around and maybe give us that black eye you were apparently <laughs> hoping for. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say hoping. <laughs> it reminded me the opening goal a lot of a lot of the goal we conceded in midweek where it's just a bundle in not in it's obviously not the same goal but set piece just don't deal with it enough just don't put the laces through it and it just gives someone an opportunity to leather it round and uh, it takes a couple of deflections i think um i haven't actually seen any highlights i've been rather busy today so i haven't had a chance to catch up not that i particularly want to but um it was a nice enough finish but I think it's sort of one of them where you can't really do an awful lot about it as as a goalie. It's just going to bundle about and someone sticks a toe in and, and, and forces it goalwards. And yeah, yeah. Right off the back foot, straight away. Yeah. And then feels like not, not, not a lot happened for the rest of that first half, other than a couple of pretty serious injuries to York City players. The keeper obviously went off. What was that? Was that a concussion? Yeah, that was a 
Yeah, he got a clash with um, Ryan Law, didn't he? Mm. Um, I don't think it was any, it was it was kind of on our side where we were as well. I, I don't think it was anything deliberate. I think it was a sort of a 50-50 ball that the keeper hadn't got control of, and uh, and and Law went in for it. But it did look like his knee maybe collided with his with the keeper's head. Um, and there was he was down for quite a long time, and then um, he, they 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 left him on. He presumably said he was okay, and um, but then he took a goal kick, and then you just saw him lean against the post as soon as he took the goal kick, and you thought, oh no, he's not going to be all right here. So um, yeah, then then he went straight off. But um, it was frustrating at that point uh, because you know with the greatest will in the world, a, a, a new goalkeeper. Uh, a goalkeeper who probably wouldn't have expected to, to have any minutes. We didn't do a lot to put him under too much pressure. Um, we did have a few opportunities to put him under pressure, but there, there didn't seem to be a great deal of, uh, I'm, I'm not for one for saying, put him in his own net, but you've got to at least uh, give him a few things to think about. He's probably the... Um, have shots from distance. Uh, when it comes to a corner, make sure you're all around him and... Uh, making him making him nervous and we just didn't do any of that I mean I thought the first half I know there's a question coming up about the comparison between this and that Oldham game um the can't remember, it wasn't the last one of Chris Argreaves was it the last one I saw Chris Argreaves anyway had a lot of echoes of that and um at half time I mean there were 10 minutes of half time um of uh, injury time before half time I should say because um keeper went off and then their centre forward went off as well but a lot of people had left uh, and gone down to the bar before 10 minutes even came up so it was yeah a lot of people had uh, resigned themselves I think at, at that point and and I said to someone at half time that looked like a team that looks like a team that's going down that that team that played in the first half and the performance we put in, in the first half looked like a team that was going down we were devoid of we were devoid of any meaningful quality. We were devoid of any meaningful effort, I would say. And that you can put that down to fitness. You can put that down to injuries. You can put that down to a lot of things. But there, there wasn't a lot there. Grant, I don't know what you thought, Ben, about Grant Smith on a number of occasions was just holding on to the ball to the extent I think someone was going to come and lamp him one in from the uh, from the home end. But it just looked to me like nobody was showing for him. Nobody wanted the ball. Everybody was um, just sort of almost trying to run away from it. Um, and yeah, it was a very, very poor first half. I thought, sorry, I've summarised the entire first half. Now, but... It's all right. That's you what you had to do. That, That's what you to do. Ben, you made a face when Dave said about effort. I, I thought there was plenty of effort. I thought there was plenty of effort. I just didn't think they were good enough. <laughs> I thought I thought I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and, and knock the effort. I imagine the the distances on the old what do they call them on the little GoPros, not GoPros, the little Pro Zone. Pro zone sat nav jobs, but the distances are absolutely fine. I bet the number of headers that Owen Bevan won was more than fine. Um I think you can run around an awful lot and not put in a lot of effort. I, 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 I would effort and running around. I would still disagree. Okay. I would still disagree. I think Mark Cooper said that between the two 18-yard boxes, we were fine. We weren't great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and praise any of that. But I thought we were fine between the two 18-yard boxes. We had some ball. We passed it around. Um, there was an attempt at trying to get a spark into the game, particularly from Josh Hours, 
of the two loanies that got chucked in, he really impressed me. Yeah. In terms of he is he is he's horrible. <laughs> he's absolutely horrible, and I love it because that's what that's what we need now. We we can't afford to be nicey nicey about this. We need horrible, you know what? And he is horrible, and that's good. So more of that from him. Um, I think it's becoming increasingly evident that not only do we need to score an early goal, we have to score an early chance. Morgan Williams has to score his header in the first half. If he scores his header in the first half, honestly, the game's different because we can then build on something. You have something to defend, but you have something to build on. His header goes over nowhere near the goal. Absolutely nowhere near. And you can just feel, feel everyone go, oh, it's not going to happen. I didn't feel it. I heard it. (laughs) Yeah. And you just, it it was that feeling of it's not going to happen today. Now that header goes it goes over quite early on, and that's that's where the confidence has just been completely sapped. If that goes in, you're suddenly going, "Hello, we're in this here now. We're we're right back in it." And you have to try and force that. You have to try and find something from somewhere, a spark, a pot shot. I completely agree with what you said about the new keeper coming on. You had so he came on in the 39th minute. Obviously, 10 minutes of added on time. That's 15 minutes. I said to Sheridan, we need to test him. We need to get a corner under his nose, a free kick under his nose, step on his toes. You've got to be horrible with him. You've got to give him a really grim 10 minutes. Just anything. Fire shots out and get someone sliding in on him. Take a yellow card if you have to. It's time to start being horrible. We can't afford to be nice. Being nice has got us nowhere. And I, I yeah, I, I felt that. Um, I thought that there were there were elements that, that weren't horrendous though in Bevan's return. Long overdue. God, we've missed him. I thought he kept Lanell John Lewis really, really quiet until the very last few few moments. Um, the other two were the hassle, Dooku, who then got replaced by Shaky Ford. I like the look of that Shaky Ford kid. I think he's got a real bit of quality about him. I think uh, if they can get him back in, in amongst the goals, I think York will probably look to try and stretch away from the bottom zone off the back of that. So, um <sighs> I felt like at half time we were as as the halftime whistle came, it felt like we were just we had enough of the possession that made me think that there was there was not it was it wasn't over. It wasn't great, really wasn't great at all, but it wasn't over. Because I don't think for the vast majority, York were all that much cop either. So I felt like we were always in the game at that point and just needed to try and find a bit of luck from somewhere or a wonderful moment or an error. Um, and that, that that did come eventually on the hour, didn't it? It did come. We did get a moment when when the goal goes in, but you were looking for something to react off the back of that, and that's what didn't happen, really. So half-time, we come back out. Mm-hmm. Um, no changes, which is unusual as of late. Um, but did we improve after the halftime break? I mean, Mark Cooper said we were dominant in the second half and, um, yeah, deserved, you know, deserved more than we got. We had more the ball. In the second half. I yeah. think there was, was a ball. lot more effort in the, second, yeah. in the second half. We had, sorry, we're going back a little bit first half here, but you mentioned a couple of times where Grant Smith had the ball. There was a very real tactic early on where Ryan Law and Morgan Williams were basically up alongside the strikers. When Grant Smith got the ball on the feet, whether it was a goal kick or whether it was just at his feet, 
they split to the wide angles and they got as far up as they could. And I can count two, three times that we actually hit them. If you've got a tactic, if you've got something in your mind that you've worked on or you've like, right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to attack these areas. You've got good header of the ball in Morgan Williams. Do it. And apart then pack in the first half, yeah? Apart from in the first half. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, if you've got a tactic in mind, good, fine, good, fine, do it. Do it, though. Get, actually go through with it and then get people around him. The idea that Morgan Williams would win the header and then someone would, would pick up the pieces. Um, but that just didn't happen enough. And, and that's where I think the uh, the sort of head-in-hands moments came. We, 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 did, we did get better in the in the second half um we made the changes i think they were the right changes to make uh palmer holden i agree i agree with dave he was a little bit rabbit in the headlights first 20 minutes or so and mark ellis just kept him so so quiet and he didn't really have any kind of effect on the game i, I certainly wouldn't rule him out of having an impact at some point but yeah he's um he was the right and, and fisher came on and a couple of nice touches Maguire drew didn't do it. Didn't do an awful lot. I was going to say I didn't hear you talk about Maguire very much during the game. Didn't sound like he got on the ball very much. Um, obviously he was he was injured, wasn't he? And has sort of come back in yeah. to the team, but hasn't really set the world alight like he did when he first joined. It was it was a, he was a little bit anonymous. Do you think he's a luxury player? Is he a Rolls Royce? Are we in Warburton territory? Are we in Warburton territory? (laughs) Um, I think he's better than Warburton when he's at at his absolute best. I think he's better. I think he showed that Mm. when he came down on on that first initial loan. Um, And uh, hindsight's 20-20, but Oliver Bory did the square root of nothing when he came on. Um, So I'd rather have kept Maguire out there on the off chance he had the moment of quality that we know he has got in there, even if he's having a an off game. I was really disappointed by Oliver Bory. Yeah. Never uh, it, when when we even when we got the ball to him, he yeah. it, it, there were a couple of occasions where he picked it up and ran with it, but he did a lot of running down blind alleys, didn't he? Yeah. He was trying to flick the ball around the corner, mm. trying to play sort of little flicks and dinks and and it just wasn't the game for him. And I look back now, I think we probably should have brought Lawson Diath on and just given Hours the chance to go forward or given Worthington the licence just to get up alongside the front men and just solidify that way or bring record on on the left-hand side and do it that way and maybe push Ryan Law further forward or give Jamie record that role of just getting up and down that left-hand side. Um, I am prepared to predict that Oliver Bore is one of the two loans that misses out on Tuesday. I think. He's got, he's quite an inconsistent player. I mean, Definitely. at home he comes on and tears it up, then will go missing for a bit, then gets on the ball and starts doing stuff again. There's, there's a real inconsistency about him. And I think when he came on against Maidenhead, he didn't really do a lot on Tuesday night, did he either? So, um, yeah, let's talk. So we, we equalize through. An own goal, although Josh Staunton gets credited. Well, it's, probably just, own, it's probably an own goal now, is it? So I've just seen the first goal again. And I think the first York goal will get given as a Josh Staunton own goal. 
Because right. the camera behind the strike, I think the ball's going wide and Staunton's just trying to stick a leg in the way to try and block it. And I think it goes in off him. So I think Staunton does score, but I think he scores for York. <laughs> he definitely, 100%, doesn't score for us. It's, it's an own goal, isn't it? It's an own goal. It's an own goal every day of the week. Um, the Tannoy gave it to Staunton. It was a weird because everyone just politely clapped, apart from Jordan Young, who sprinted off to get the ball. Everyone was looking around to go, who do we celebrate with? <laughs> There's nobody, nobody done it. Everyone's going, well, I didn't touch it. Did you? T- I didn't touch it. Charlie Cooper's got more claim to it than anybody else, probably, because he took the free kick. Um, but yeah, it's an own goal and wanted a spark after that, didn't we? we didn't and did it, it come? No. Oh. No, it really didn't. It really, really didn't. Um, and what was it? Was it a lot of moving the ball around and... It was all oh, nice passing. Yes. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Cooper passed it to to Matt Worthington, who passed it to Josh Dorton, who passed it to Owen Bevan, who gave it to Ryan Law, who then passed it back to Owen Bevan, who passed it across to Morgan Williams, went back to Grant Smith, who passed it forward. That was lovely. <laughs> Defensive possession, if that's how you judge games, we win the league. It'd be fine. <laughs> but when it came to getting the ball forward, you just came up against two banks of, of York players, and we were like, nah, you're all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The ball was over here trying to get through. There was no wide sort of darting run. That's what you wanted Oliver Bore to do. You wanted him to make a piercing run that you can thread a ball through. That never appeared. Um, there was a couple of times Oliver Bore misplaced a pass or the ball went out and Cooper's having a pop at him and he just kind of put his hand up and not quite a sorry, not quite a shut up, I'm not listening to you. But there was just almost a couple of moments of I don't want to call it petulance. I, I don't want to go down that route, but just a couple of flippant moments. And I thought, do you care? You have to start asking things like, we need our players to care now. And there was just a, a little crumb of, ever, of evidence that I'm not sure in that particular one moment, Oliver Bore did care. He's shown plenty of times that he has, but in that one particular moment when we needed a spark, we needed something to go off the back of that and turn nicey, nicey passing possession amongst your defence into something more significant. Uh, Dave, talk us through the winner. John well, Lewis, the shot. I was going to say, Ben probably saw it better from from, from his side, but um, I know, yeah, but, but, but it was it was kind of out of nothing, wasn't it? The, uh, that they, they hadn't really been pressing us too much. Um, they had more opportunities after they scored than they did um, beforehand. But um, yeah, ball down the right-hand side, crossed it in. It was a great header, to be fair. Um, Steve Salden uh, said that he thought it was uh, offside. Um, and then he's nodding furiously at me, which makes me think he's watched the highlights. And he also thinks it's offside. Ben, over uh, to you. He was half a yard offside. Yeah. Good header, though. Doesn't matter. He wasn't oh. supposed to be there. Did they forget to draw the lines? No, they yeah. forgot to draw the lines. Well, there were uh, like plenty of lines who, on that pitch. Who you. decided to appoint Lee Mason? I do not know. Mm. Um, but he's offside. Look, at the end of the day, as I said earlier, I didn't think... Um, I don't think uh, John Lewis had much of a game. Owen Bevan kept him relatively quiet. I don't think it's any coincidence that he wasn't being marked by Owen Bevan at that point. He just stole half a yard. And my sign-off to the uh, the game after the game on the BBC was um, something along the lines of it's simply a case that they've got Lanell John Lewis. Yeah. They've got someone who can do nothing or game, be stuck in your central defender's back pocket, but when push comes to shove, 
85 minutes on the clock, he'll find half a yard and stick a ball in the back of the net. So that's you, the only you, difference. So as you know, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit about yeah. John Lewis because, yeah. um, uh, because, and I think Mark Cooper said it as well, if we had their centre-forwards, we'd be a lot further up the table. I think he said we'd be in the playoffs. He said playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I think he's been listening to too much Three Valleys radio. But um, if uh, if um, I think John Lewis, whilst I agree with you that Bevan did do well against him, I thought he 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 kept our um, our defence uh, on their toes. Even if he didn't have the ball, there was a lot of uh, running off the ball. And when he got the ball, he is just impossible to get off it. He's he, and he, when he turns and runs, he's like a train when he when he goes. And there were a couple of occasions. There was that one right at the first start of the game where he um where he he gave Grant Smith a a, a clip. I think I mean if we had Linnell John Lewis in in our side rather than uh, Palmer Holden or um or. Jordan Young maybe then we win that game because I think he's got that that experience and that bit of nous and you know the ability to to score a goal as well but he would have given their defense an absolute nightmare I think because their yeah. defense wasn't that good and ha- and I I lose count of the amount of times that I've said to people and people have said to me in a way and oh well these these aren't any good either are they mm. <laughs> and yeah. how many times have we said that about teams um and it's true, they weren't. They weren't no. that good, but they still beat us. So it doesn't really matter whether they're good or not, does it? I am sick of the sight of Mark Ellis. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm I'm very rarely right about many things, ever, in my entire life. But having seen him go from Torquay back to Barrow, and to say I think we need to go and get Mark Ellis, it was absolutely evidently clear yesterday. Mark right. Ellis would have made us seven hundred times better. Yeah, would he have scored goals though? He he, he, really? he would have set he would he would have set one up because yeah. he set up the first. It was his throwing that caused havoc in our box. Yeah. Yeah. I fancy him more from uh, a set pace than I would any of our other defenders. Yeah. I, I... Well, we haven't got Max Hunt there, and I know Max Hunt doesn't score many goals, but um, but his aerial ability, I think we're missing as well at the moment. You know what yeah. I did today. I watched uh, the latest instalment of Chris Angelo's green and white goals of right. the five-one win against Rushton and Diamonds, where Skivo scores two headers from I think it's both from corners. It's like oh, yeah. he was just imperious. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think we've had anyone since him. That... No, we had a we had a we had a couple of set pieces. So obviously the goal comes from a set piece, and there was a couple of others where. The ball goes into a, in, in an okay area, and it just doesn't look like we've got someone who is throwing their body on the line to get in the way of the damn thing, to just get a flick on it. Even when we took Morgan Williams up front at the end, he was just being a bit gangly and just getting in people's ways rather than being destructive. I'm going to go and win this header and flick it on for somebody else. Um, yeah, there's a bit of that lacking there, and I don't know whether it over time. Palmer Holden becomes that player, but I mean, we might be talking years before we see that with him, but that's no good for us right now. I mean, here's here's what Mark Cooper said after the match. Uh, we're too nice. Our forwards yep. are too nice. Yeah, It's like, oh, I might go in there and risk getting my head cut or my nose mm-hmm. broken. Whereas there's one went off with a cut mouth in the first half and the other one scored the winner. So I think it's clear to see where our problems are. 
I mean, that's... It's hard to argue I, with that. It's, it's hard to... It's, <laughs> Chuck Dallas Fisher, well until the end of the bus there, Mark, if I'm honest with you, and you might have to do a bit of man management over the next couple well, of days yeah. and weeks. But, I, I mean, he's probably not wrong. At the same time, when he first came in and Fisher was scoring, he really bigged up Alex Fisher. Yeah. So I think, you know, when Fisher was playing well, he, you know, he was the first one to come out and say what a good striker he is. But, you know, that that honeymoon period has well and truly gone. And I think yep. we are now, obviously, with Palmer Holden in, we're just looking at a combination, trying to find a combination at some point that yep. does it for us, it feels like. And, yeah, I think it was, what was it, Sheridan asked if he believed he's got the squad to get him out of the situation or whatever. And he just said he has to believe, has to believe that he does. And do, do you know what? Again, he's, he's probably right. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he is. Probably, he is. And that, it feels quite, um, what's the word? A startling statement. I have to believe I have to. I have to believe we can. I think I think the fact that the answer to our problems is to bring in an 18-year-old kid from Bristol City um, tells you everything we need to know about uh, what resources he has available to him to get us out of this problem. He did say pre-match, um, and I don't know the exact quote, he said, we've got to be thankful to Bristol City and Brian Tinian, particularly on the finances. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we're paying anything for these lads. No. I... I think I was trying. I've been thinking about this all day because, much like Wednesday, Sunday has been a bit of a write-off. Um, I think we have to get Malachi Linton in this team. Well, I think there's something about him where I think you can make that player the nasty centre forward. I think we need if you can get him cheesed the off. The politest young man in the world. I know he is the politest young man in the world, and I kind of want him to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want Malachi Linton to give you a black eye? I, yeah. I would be more than happy to. If Malachi <laughs> Linton, rotter, that's what you call me. Yeah, Malachi, <laughs> if you're listening and you need someone to punch, I'm happy to take the hit. I will talk to you at Halifax or Gateshead, and I will. You're more than welcome. Give me a slap. Get angry. <laughs> When's Halifax or Gateshead? Is that too? Is that too far away? away? It's a little while away. <laughs> too late. We might be in problems if it takes it then. And I don't so, really want to get hit. No. <laughs> Can somebody in the vicinity of Malachi Linton make him angry, please? Because I was just thinking, you need someone to be direct. And we had Oliver Bory and he didn't. And I would question whether or not he was a bit, yeah. Uh, someone who's our player, who is direct, who can get at somebody, who isn't afraid to have a shot. I well, we think... saw what he did against Wrexham when he was angry. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's... I want I want to try and get that out of him. And I almost wonder, because he was there yesterday, he's been dragged up the other end of the country, left in the stands, chilling with Edwin and, and the masseuse, Will Dawes. Um, I wonder if he's been left out to make him a bit angry. And I, I wonder if over the next sort of 24 hours, someone's, you know, maybe it's Chris Todd's thing, maybe it's Marcus Stewart's thing, maybe it's one of the goalie, co- the goalie coach or one of the players going, why aren't you in? Come yeah, on, I would Why say. I mean, he he did start against Notts County, and yeah, but that's that's against quiet. against a very different team, isn't it? This York game was there to grab by the scruff of the neck. It did is. Start but game we, played, we played. 
Maidenhead, sorry. Did he play against Maidenhead? Did he start against Maidenhead? No, I don't think he was. Did he come on? He didn't come on either, did he? I don't think. See, this is, what, this is where I think. I think there's a place for him in those games against. You know, he'd have. He'd have turned Mark Ellis around to face his own goal. Mark Ellis at no point faced his own goal. Yeah. He just headed, cleared. I get the feeling that Malachi Linton would have had the ability and a bit of pace just to drop off of Ellis and just nip round the side and at least turn him round. Yeah. yeah. So I have been I have been thinking about this. So Tuesday night against Altrium, I'd like to see Linton in the team and angry. Not in a two. <laughs> angry Malachi Linton. He's got to be cheesed off. Okay. <laughs> Somebody, got please. Someone cheese off Malachi Linton on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Give the man some cheese. Okay. Tell him he can't park in his favourite space. Just mildly <laughs> inconvenience the guy. <laughs> That's all we want. I'm not trying to ang- I'm not trying to like make his. Don't make him angry. Out. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. <laughs> I, I, yes, make him angry. But I don't want to like just mild, just a mild inconvenience. Just lay some Legos on the floor in front of him when he's only got socks on. <laughs> just uh, build a build-up of mild inconveniences. That's it. Yes. Only give him pens that don't work when he has to sign an autograph. <laughs> the ones that have got the ends out of. So every yes. time you push them, it comes out the top. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A just sharpie. Sharpie that's been left out with a lid on. Correct. Okay. Please, 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 mildly inconvenience Malachi Linton because I think it'll be beneficial for all of us. <laughs> I'm slightly worried now that Malachi Linton's going to be signing an autograph pre-match and some kid's going to give him a duff sharpie and <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> What's this? Snap the sharpie and storm off. Yeah, score. but then he'll score. It was a hat trick against <laughs> And he'll come out and he'll thank the kid. Yeah, he will. <laughs> give him the match ball. It was the sharpie what won it. Yeah, I just want to thank the kid for the shite sharpie. And, uh, <laughs> um, I want to ask a question, Dave, because you said watching this team the first half it felt like a team that was on the way down yeah how does it compare to the feelings you had how many seasons ago was it four seasons ago when we went down when we went down from uh league two well i i think and i i mean the one that sticks in my mind is that um that game at northampton where we actually did go down mm-hmm. and the amount of players there who just looked like they genuinely genuinely could not be bothered um and really weren't that fussed about whether we were we were going out of the football league or not um now i wouldn't go quite that far with a lot of these players but mm-hmm. Because I think the second half rescued them in my mind. But um, I mean, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Um, I thought there was a distinct lack of effort, um, which isn't a criticism that I would level at this team um, very often. There was a lack of effort from a lot. There was a lack of quality from even more. Um, and that could be, as I said before, could contribute to a number of, uh, number of different factors. So I, I would say it's not as bad but it ain't far off. 15 games to go, right? 15 games to go. We have to stay calm, focused. <laughs> and if we start panicking, then it becomes an issue. Yeah. Is it, who, who are you saying? That's what Mark, that what Mark Cooper said. Mark Cooper said. Right. Okay. Uh, are you suggesting I'm panicking? Calm the fuck down, please. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the language. <laughs> He's dropped the F word there now. <laughs> the language. Okay. Apologies. Yeah. But still, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You heard me. Um, any more for any more on your lovely afternoon at York City? Nice stadium. Looks quite nice in the pictures. Nice stadium. Small. Dinky little thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fairly sort of standard kind of stadium these days, isn't it? Um, for when when you build these new st- uh, stadiums, and like uh, I went to um, AFC Wimbledon, and obviously that's bigger because it's a football league ground, but it's got a similar kind of design to it, I think. Unlike Boreham Woods, yeah, unlike that. The sides of theirs, theirs breaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I can I give a shout out to the 167 supporters who did uh, who did turn up because. Um, yeah. I um I I think I tweeted at the end of it. I I, I don't think there's 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 a lot of people. Um, you said you don't deserve us. You don't deserve us. I don't I don't think they do. Um, at the moment, with every with the way everything is going at the moment, I don't think we deserve the kind of people who travelled all the way up because you know I only travelled two and a half hours to get there. There were people who travelled double that each way. So um, I don't think. Um, that they're being rewarded for their for their efforts, um, and there were people there who I see there every away game I go to, and I know get know to go to a far far more um, away games, and yeah, I, they they were my man of the match for a cheesy quote of the day. Um, they were uh, yeah, they were they were fantastic, and I did also I was very pleased to see a the historical oracle, Mr. Nigel Dyson was there. I saw Nigel, hmm? and also. The very tall, very tall Robin Batchelor was there. I shook his hand. He was a he was a gentle giant in every sense of the word. Um, and he told me he hadn't seen you over for two years. And I said to him, I wouldn't bother coming back if I knew. <laughs> Which he took in the right spirit, I think. I think. If he didn't, I could be in trouble. It wasn't passive aggressive. Right? No. Right, okay. But- I did go I... up to him and say to him, you know, Woken aren't playing here today, don't you? Oh, David. <laughs> I did. I went there. I went there. Um, we gave it a couple of shouts out. I don't know if you heard, Ian. But there was a point in the second half where it might have been relatively just before we scored. It was think... just before we scored. It was about five minutes before we scored. And I don't know why, but everything just went crazy. Yeah. I don't and know why. I, I, think we, I think we mentioned it on air. And there was almost a level of almost a level of disbelief of how are they still going? How are they still turning up time and time again through hell and high water, forking out cash through their noses to try and find the will to turn up 300 miles away from where you are on a Saturday afternoon to lose 2-1. It is... It is remarkable. It is genuinely remarkable that they're still there because there'll be some of them at Gateshead. There'll be some of them at Chesterfield, at Halifax, all those big away games coming up in the north. They'll still all be there. Nutters. And and it's a real testament. And you are right. You are. It is cheesy to say they're the man of the match and this club don't deserve us. They don't. They do not deserve the amount of effort that gets put in and you know, I, I I got wound up because I had to. I made special arrangements for my day to split my shift. I worked eight a.m. till twelve noon, got on a train, then got on a bus, then did the game, and then got on a bus, and then got on a train, and then worked ten p.m. till two a.m. Sunday morning, just 
just to he fit the game. He did do that, folks. He's not making that up. He did genuinely <laughs> did do that. And do he that. is still alive and talking to us tonight. It's a miracle. And then worked on Sunday. It's just, it's like the amount of plans that get altered, the amount of things you say no to. No, I can't because we're away at York. Sorry, I can't come to your party. I can't go to this thing. I can't do that. No, don't book it for the Saturday. Book it for the Sunday. It's 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 bonkers, and you all deserve a huge amount of credit. I'd like to give a shout out to a fan, if I can as well, please. Um, I was on the train back, and I was travelling between York and Leeds, and a chap by the name of of Dave. And forgive me, Dave, if you are listening, and you did tell me your surname. Apologies, I've completely forgotten it. But he and I had ten fifteen minutes of chatting about his uh, time supporting the club. He said he'd been supporting the club since I think he said the late sixties telling me about the Eisman League stuff. Can't say that word. Um, you know, Enfield, Isthmian League. Ismian telling me about League. the Enfield game and all the rest of it and the stuff he remembers and how he was there with his with his partner and seeing family and stuff. He was in a, I think he was in a, a guest box with some friends or something. And he said he'd heard about the Glover's cast and said that uh, he'd listened occasionally. So I just want to give him a shout because it was a really pleasant 15 minutes that kind of just restored my faith in in a little bit of green and white humanity as I trudged back to Leeds ready for another four hours of work in the evening so I really appreciate that chat from Dave and I am very glad he bumped into me on the train thanks mate hello Dave hi Dave great name <laughs> uh should we preview Altrincham they uh, beat Solihull Moors 4-1 on Saturday. They beat Barnet 2-4 uh, Tuesday before. They beat Woking 3-1 on Saturday the 18th. Oh, uh, they, one, they did lose to Bromley on Valentine's Day uh, and Wrexham before that and Borehamwood before that. But they've hit a bit of a yeah. run where they're scoring goals. Yay! And we've well, hit a bit of a run where we're conceding goals. Well. When when you look at uh, York City's form before Saturday, maybe that's not a bad thing. Uh, because by the sounds of it, we played uh, quite well, albeit um, we 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 got relatively heavily beaten against Knox County, um, and we played Maidenhead and uh, York, who were both on stinker runs, I think, and did terribly against them. So who knows? Maybe I will put a little sunshine into our lives and uh, suggest that that could be a good thing. Long way to come on a. Tuesday. Yeah. That's all we have. <laughs> That's is, all I've got. That's all I've got, I'm afraid. All we have is Errol Pope. That's all we've got yeah. for the rest of the season yeah. now. Two hopes. No <laughs> open Errol Pope. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. But here's, the thing, up from. here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not sure it will be anymore. Yeah. That's the concern. Yeah. That is the concern. I mean, Obviously, I didn't watch yesterday, but I saw Maidenhead, and that was grim. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my worry is we only seem to be able to play for forty-five minutes. Mm. Mm. And 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 it's like there was a rocket put in in them at half time, and it's like why does it always need that? And why do we always seem to need a tactical change before we? before we <laughs> we hit ball. I know it's easy to say we'll get it right first time. That's not that's not um you know but it just seems to be again and again and again that time. Well should we do questions? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I'm not sure there's a lot we can say about Altrinum that we haven't said already. 
Ben no. Malachi Linton to step on a piece of Lego, and that's it, I think. Yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Questions? Any on Facebook? Oh, I don't know. Let me have a look. I'm here on Twitter. I'll go with You go with Twitter. Uh, Distant Glover. I don't know. Have you seen Distant Glover's illustration today? Wait a minute. It's a bit morbid. <laughs> Very good. Love them. Um, was the performance against York worse than the one against Oldham earlier in the season? Dave, what do you think on this? Um, I Again, I'm, I'm going to talk about the first half. I'm going to say the first half had, had, had worrying echoes of it. Um, but no, generally. Um, I thought, uh, but that's partly because I thought he, under Chris Hargreaves, there was there was no way back. Um, I I at least see, albeit it's very far in the distance, some kind of glimmer of hope. Um, and I don't really know what it is. It gives me that glimmer of hope, but I do still feel one. Whereas under under Chris Hargreaves, it just felt like, yeah, it was. If we carried on like that, we were doomed. What did you think? I thought yesterday it was miles better than Oldham but that says more about how bad Oldham was than yeah. how good yesterday was yeah I didn't cry yesterday I cried at Oldham yeah <laughs> that's the benchmark right? <laughs> yeah. yeah if you reduce me to tears we'll talk about <laughs> Oldham okay uh, okay um, Callum Hallett asks uh, I am all for the protests and it needs to be done, but how much difference do you think it will make in the grand scheme of things? I've just got the stuff to make my own banner. Um, protests, I think there's one man who's got to be there uh, to feel the impact of a protest. Um, that man will not be there. I can virtually guarantee it. Um, and even when he was there and there were protests, pretty sure... He, he laughed him off. He laughed him off, literally. So, yeah. yeah. So, he laughed him off and sold the land. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if stuff happens before that um, that game on Saturday, won't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would. And renders it all. Pointless. Yeah. Sorry, my um, my internet is telling me it has become unstable. So um, I missed whatever it was you said then. But whatever you said, Ian, I thoroughly agree with it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Um. Yeah. Hundred percent. It is. It is. It's not lost on me the symbolism of there's a chance of protests and whatever else in front of Darren Saul in the away dugout. It's not lost on me that. He jumped shit when he had the chance. And the last round of protests were his last game in charge against Stockport, I think, wasn't it? No, it's a very fair point. Yeah. Small world. <laughs> it's not you, Darren. It's us. Yeah. Um Dan Johnson asks, What are your opinions on Mark Cooper's behaviour? Despite his interview post made in head, I'm not sure it's acceptable for him to constantly Scupper off down the tunnel at full time rather than acknowledge the fans. I think he means Scarper, doesn't he? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if you win a game of football, I don't really care what you do um, afterwards. You can you can go off down the down the tunnel if you want. I I do agree um, with the sentiment that it, it's not a great deal to do 
to um, come over and recognise people, especially as we've mentioned, but there before the number of people and the distance that they travelled. I don't think it's um takes a great deal. Uh, I, I mean, I've never met Mark Cooper. I don't know him at all, but I suspect um, he's probably one of these people who thinks, ah, well, it doesn't matter. Um, one, but one thing I would say is I don't think even. I'm having to rack my brains for a win, <laughs> but I don't think he does it even when we win. We win because it's not like you know our Darren Saul used to go up to the terrace and yeah. pump his fist and all that sort of stuff. It it doesn't. I don't think he does it when we win either. So I don't think it's a case of oh we've lost. I'm out of here. I think no. it's just, he he, 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 does, does. he doesn't think it's important. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What difference does it make to? the result yeah well again at the risk of sounding like three valleys radio here um i did uh i did uh, listen to a lot of uh, the post-match analysis of manchester united's win in the carabao cup this afternoon and hearing people talk about eric ten Hag and and how he's brought the a a, a very average manchester united team um together on uh, as a team and as a and, and as a club as well by bond uh, sort of connecting with the supporters um and i do think as a figurehead and let's be honest we don't have many of them at yeovil town um there is a there is a role that mark cooper could play um in in doing that if he doesn't think that's important then yeah he's got this far in football by not thinking that i'm sure so yeah do you think there's an element of not wanting to get too attached. No, I just don't think that's. I don't no. just don't think it's his style. No. I don't think it is. I think. I think the only use it would have right now would be to acknowledge the long journeys. If I'm honest with you, I I, I kind of get it. We seem. I don't know if many other fans. How many other clubs sort of worry about this? But Yeovil fans have always worried about it. Me very much included. Me very much included. Um, I still think it's a Mark Cooper thing. Grant Smith spoke about the fans after the game, credited them for for their journey and things like that. I yeah, I wonder if there is just something. Just to, I don't know whether he just needs a couple of minutes to get his thoughts together and just wants to shake hands with the opposition and and get down the tunnel and just have a few minutes to compose himself in the dressing room before the players get there, for example, because the players all came over towards the end, so I don't know whether he's just taking a couple of quiet moments away, but I wonder if there is something or something that can be done because fans should be respected for their efforts sometimes and whilst I don't think he's disrespecting them, I think um, yeah, I think we could see a little bit more of something, I don't know what that is, but I get the feeling he just wants to get away and have a couple of quiet minutes before he has to talk to his players, especially in such a serious circumstance. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Watts, 15 fixtures left, many of them against playoff teams. Eight of the top 10. Will the fellas, I'm assuming we're the fellas, have a look at the fixture list and say where you think the wins will come from and will it be enough? Got the fixtures up. Okay. Uh, Altrincham on Tuesday. Woking following Saturday. Eastleigh at home the following Tuesday. Chesterfield away. Ben looks like a man with a very serious case of wind. <laughs> <laughs> Chesterfield away. Think we can get something at Chesterfield? Wow. 
the way no. they're playing at the moment. They're not doing great at the moment. No. The manager didn't even do the media after he doesn't do it anyway, does the he? weekend. No, I know, but none of it. Normally, Danny Webb. Oh, does it? And no one did it. Oh, okay. For BB, for BBC, whatever, Chesterfield, um, Barnet away. I think we can get something there. Halifax away. That's massive. Bromley at home. Possible. I mean, by the time you get to that stage of the season, I can't imagine <clears throat> Bromley are sort of mid-table-ish, aren't they? Probably be more mid-table by that point. We got South End at home, which talk about crisis back. club that <laughs> just keeps on that, going. That that fixture might not take place because neither club exists. Mm, yeah, that's on April Fool's Day. Actually, that one, first of April. How <laughs> uh, um, ironic! Uh, Gates head away. Oh, massive. massive massive uh the coach derby older shot yeah massive yep walking at home on the 10th that, of april that three game spell i said to because watsy and i have been talking about this on 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 um whatsapp and he said those three elliot whatsapp uh, elliot watts yeah elliot what's <laughs> yeah and um and 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 Halifax, I'd I'd put those four games in as ones that I I thought we could get wins from. Yep, going down to Cornwall on that day. Oof. Sorry, folks. Uh, Solihull away, Wrexham away. Yeah, we'll win there. And then we've got Oldham at home on the twenty second of April. It's huge, Mahusive. That's our last home game. And then Boreham Wood away on the 29th of April. I would like to go to Boreham Wood with a four-point buffer. Or a three-point and a huge goal difference buffer. <laughs> That's what I would like to go to Boreham Wood with. Get I mean, burger before you go into Boreham Wood, I'd suggest. One thing we could say is that we do all right against the teams that are pretty good. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, we do. Um, I don't know how many points we've taken against them, but we play quite well against them, so... You know, let's not panic so about what do we? So what do we think we need? 15-ish points? What, what did people stay up with last year? Oh, we're gonna have to... I'm going. You're doing it? I'm going. I'm going backwards. Uh, so last year, Kings Lynn went down with 34. They were top... Really? Three, there was three went down last year. Kings Lynn yeah. with 24, 34, Weymouth with 28, and Dover with one. Obviously started minus. So what, what was the fourth bottom? What was the one above Kings Lynn? Older shot on 43. I In my mind, 45 was the cutoff. So 13 points. Season before Dover, that was when it was COVID season, and it was, they just bought, just sacked it off. Uh, Barnet were on 31, Kings Lynn were on 31, Woking were on 33. Yeah, and then the season, uh, the other one was points per game, wasn't it? Chorley on 26, Filed on 39, Maidenhead on 41, and Ebbs Fleet on 42 in the COVID season. Wrexham on 43. Yeah, there you go, they stay up. <laughs> They went on to do okay with themselves. We have lost Dave, by the way, so we'll keep going. Um, no, I'm still here. I've just oh. turned my camera off because the signal was going a bit ropey. Oh, okay. Hi. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yes, I think we need 13 
or 14, maybe 15 more points. Because yeah. there isn't a Dover. There isn't one that's completely cut adrift. You know, Maidstone 23 are only three points off Scunthorpe, who are only three points off Torquay. So, um, yeah, I think we need to find four wins and a couple of draws from somewhere, probably. Yeah, but they, that that um, Gateshead and Dorking games, um, the way they're going, I mean, Halifax are only a point above York, who are um, just above Gateshead, aren't they? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you look at that old and old shot, Halifax, Dorking, Gateshead. They're the ones. And I think by the time we get to Solihull, their season might be over. So yeah. they might be in a in a dead rubber situation where they can't really do anything and we might just nick a point there. That's one of your draws, isn't it? We drew against them previously, didn't we, with 10 men last season. Um, four wins, and it's those four massive, massive games that I think are going to have to prove to be the majority of those 14, 15 points. Yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, Dexter Tyson normally asks a fun one. This one, not so much fun. Uh, <laughs> Mark Cooper throws the forwards under the bus, but would you agree that chopping and changing them every game isn't good? How are they meant to know each other's runs, movements, etc.? Surely pick two and let them work together for a few games to build confidence. We haven't got a few games left. We haven't 50. got a few games to do that. You can't, you can't, and what, and then figure out that it doesn't work, and suddenly you've got eleven games left. Yeah, but if chopping and changing doesn't work, well, they have training sessions. Yeah, they they do, but they're training against the twenty-first defense in the league. <laughs> they might look like well beaters in training. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I mean, you know, I don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I just. I, I don't know what the option is. I don't know what the options are you, because we've tried things and they're not working. But since the start of the season, we've been like, oh, should we try Fish and Mal? Oh, let's try Scrimmy and Jimmy. We were, you know, at no point have we, it doesn't feel like we've named a consistent team. How many times have we named the same team in a row in games this season? I, I, don't, you know, I don't have the answer to that without looking it up, but it's just, it feels like there's always changes and, you know, that's probably down to injuries and down to, um, you know, availability and all of that sort of thing. And uh, it's our best teams, our best performances we've had in our history have always been when we've named the same one to 11 every week. We last did it apparently at, in the Halifax home game back in November. I just searched hashtag YTFC unchanged. <laughs> and uh, on the 22nd, 26th of November, Yeovil Town named an unchanged lineup for the visit of FC Halifax Town. And we lost that, didn't we? I don't know. We... No, we won that one, didn't we? That was the one with Worthy School. Yeah. And got and sent we... off. And then got sent off. That's right. And we were unchanged from Wrexham into Barnet as well. And that was at the very start of the season. First home game into second home game. Yeah. There you go. So, which strikers would you start with? How did Young do yesterday? Better than I'd seen him previously. Linton Young and JMD. Yes, that is the correct trio for Tuesday night. There you are. Sorry. There you are. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, Finley asked, do we need more Jordan Youngs against York? Players who aren't afraid to make a mistake and want to ask questions of defenders. Another one would be Olawa Bore. I mean, you've said your piece on Olawa Bore from... Saturday, but yeah, I just asked you about Young. 
He's out. Um, um, Jordan Young, he grew into the game. He did grow into the game. He got the ball. He was at least trying. I thought he was going to be the one to come off um, for um, Oliver Bory. And then I thought he was going to be the one to come off um, for Chory Johnson. And they took hours off because hours was really struggling with cramp. And I actually think that was probably the right choice because hours was my man of the match. But Jordan Young really grew into that game. He was at least trying to get on the ball and make something happen. It was pot shots that got blocked almost instantly, but he was at least trying to make things happen. He was just looking around. He was playing a ball into empty spaces on a couple of occasions. Um, he, he grew into the game and he, he definitely starts on Tuesday for me. Definitely. Dave. Hello. <laughs> anything, anything? Jordan Young. Yeah. And, any thoughts on Jordan Young? Yeah, I agree. He, um, I, I think he took a couple of um, a couple of bangs early on um, at um, at York. A couple of uh, heavy tackles, maybe, um, which maybe not scared him a bit, but um, certainly gave him something to think about. But I think when he got when he gets on the ball and he runs with it, he he, he looks like he can. But he's not an Oliver Boy. He's not a speed merchant. But he's um, he's got a lot of quality about him. Um, I just wish he'd shoot a bit more. I could say that about most of them. So, okay, okay. Um, John M asks, it just feels as if the last ten years or so have been a disappointment after disappointment. At what point do we just accept relegation slash liquidation and look to start again? I mean, those two, those are very two different things, aren't they? Those. Um, I don't think we accept relegation until the mathematics tell us we are relegated. Yeah. And liquidation would be until the accountant mathematicians <laughs> tells us. Um... <laughs> End of days. Um, Clevo, we've answered that one. How many points do we need to stay up? Four draws and a win. Yeah, what's thirty-two? I want. I want forty-five. Uh, Clevo, that's not a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think all the chopping and changing is detrimental to our chances? As attacking players can't build up relationships, we've yeah we kind of done that, but we're now do just they, do they two speak to each other? Are uh-huh. they colluded with those questions? <laughs> um, Chris Fox says, "F the football." More F it. I've already said it tonight. Um, <laughs> what sporting event would you most like to go and see live? Money, no object. I would like to do the Boxing Day Test match. In Australia, I think I'd get like to go and see a really nuts football derby, like uh, River Plate Boca Juniors or uh, Panathinaikos Olympiak or something like that, where everything's just crazy. Might not get out alive, but yeah, something like that. Nice. Uh, I'll go with WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, and Chris Sweet. Last question of the night, Chris Three. Any plans to mark the ten-year anniversary of signing Danny Seaborn this summer? Oh well, he's, he's ruined. He's ruined Glover's pass for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, sweet. Yeah. Thanks, and mate. We, That's ruined we, that for Wednesday. We were going to do it in the middle of the sea as well, so we were Seaborn. Oh, Danny Seaborn. Oh, brilliant, Dave. Well done. <laughs> uh, oh, I sit on the side it. of the pitch in a strop because the chairman won't take my phone calls <laughs> and strengthen my team. There you go. That's a Gary Johnson sat on the sideline of a friendly in a strop. Do you remember that? No. Do you not? 
he tried to I think it was either a friendly or like a cup match like a crap cup match in the early part of the season and he just sat by the dugout for the entire game not giving any instructions given gave all the instructions and everything and I think a paper I think a story came out in a paper the following day I think it came out in like the sun or something the following day that it was because the chairman John Fry wouldn't pick up his phone and he wanted to sign players or whatever, and he just didn't answer his phone. So Gary Johnson just sat on the side in a strop. What's the connection between this and Danny Seaborn? That was the season we signed Danny Seaborn. Oh, okay. And it was, was like, we're was not he very the good player at he was dropping about? I think he was probably the player he wanted to get rid of to bring in <laughs> Ben. Seth, and... <laughs> Sen, Seth Nana Tuamasi. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben Palazuelos. He was all right. That was championship season. I, he was a he was a right player. That guy, mm. big fan. Alan Tate, he was good too. Great announcement. Well done, Jimmer. Well done, Jimmer. That, that was the one with the easel outside the ground, wasn't it? Yes. Does that happened in real life? <laughs> that did happen in real life. Correct. Uh, right. Should we knock this one on the head? And well, can I can I can I just finish with something? Because I mentioned to you that I'd seen the historical oracle, Nigel Dyson, at, mm. uh, at York City. And he sent me an email. He told me something um, which which you guys might like. Ben might like it. Anyway, can I read you out the email he sent me? Yeah. Yeah. He said, hi, guys. Um, but he said, before yesterday, we had used 399 players in Alliance Premier Conference National League with two debuts, uh, with two debuts at York. We now have 401. I separate simultaneous debutants by using alphabetical order of surnames. So Josh Hours will be 400 and Seb Palmer Holden will be 401. Interestingly, playing fast and loose with the word interesting there, Nigel, but um, <laughs> interestingly, we have used 306 players when we entered the Football League. So we've used 90 turning to the non-league and five more will see us tip the 100. Regarding goal scorers, we have had 199 different goal scorers since 1979, presumably when Nigel's records began at this level. Um, so I was hoping one of yesterday's debutants would score uh, would score the 200th. Alas, no. So we will have to wait for that one. There you go. A little bit of uh, statistical mastery from our very own historical oracle. So the next new goal scorer will be number 200 of playing in the conference or below yeah, since 1979 alliance premier conference or national league yeah since 1979 well i well i hope they get a plaque yeah i think nigel should get a plaque for coming up with that stat and I... as you as you would expect of the man he sent us all the spreadsheets to prove it as well there it is workings i was gonna say yes he's, he's put his maths in there it... yeah it says something that when we wanted to check whether or not Ollie Hayes was the youngest ever <laughs> youngest ever captain of a men's first team match, we went, Nigel or no? What do you know, Nigel? It'll be fine. I think he's take he's maybe taking that one a bit hard because he's yeah, he was the yeah, first thing he told me when he saw me was, I've got a stat for you. Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming, yeah. Nigel. Nigel's yeah. stat of the week needs to become a thing. Yeah. Well, that could be that could be something. There we go. All right, lads. Thanks, guys. On we that shall bombshell. Try again. Should we go again Tuesday? Should we try again? Yeah, I'll try and enjoy myself. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah. This is my life, really. And I'm so hurt to think I'm not going. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. 
Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, he's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis, he could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening goal! What a start! Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead! Stansfield, good turn away from Trott! 